Hey, I'm Jeff. And I'm Jeremy. And this is the Death Scography Podcast. The episode Death Scography two. Podcast. Episode. Oh, shit. It is episode two. I was about to say episode three. Nope. No, because we had an episode zero. Yep. I'm an idiot. You are coming in hot. Episode two. Yes. Uh, so, on... so, Death Scography Podcast, in case you skipped episode one or episode zero, we're going in sequential order from the very beginning of Death Wish Records. And we're going through their releases one per episode. So yeah, chronological order. Yes. Uh, every episode we'll discuss it in rel- relative detail. Um, and we're talking about all the releases. Yeah, every single release, ranging from splits to compilations, singles. to LPs, EP singles. Yep. And actually, speaking of that, sometimes the episode will be maybe a little longer because it's a lot of songs on the record or right. very short. I figure this one might be a little shorter. Uh, don't count your don't count your chickens. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Don't count. Your I don't. Chickens. I don't. I, I mean, I don't uh, have any chickens, so yeah. I can't count them. Uh, but this episode, we are discussing the single "Sucker Punch" training by Boy Sets Fire. Yep. Um, and it's it's on the Wikipedia page. It is listed as a single, but it is technically three songs. Right. So. Yeah. Um, it, I think it's single in the sense of when people were putting out CDs, they had like length uh, specifications for single or EP or LP. And uh, yeah, Yeah, when I was actually looking up some stuff about this, uh, there was a review that said, now, I don't normally like EPs. And I was calling it an EP. Right. And they're like, "Uh, I don't normally like EPs because they're normally not that long. This one is 11 minutes and most EPs are 15 minutes. I was like, what EP is 15? 2000. Yeah, it's just like. Early 2000s. I was just like, I know, I mean, Coke Bus put out an LP that was nine minutes long. So I don't know. Like, what, what, what do terms mean anymore? Yeah. It was a different time. Yeah, but this is a, a single. Um, it has three songs, mm-hmm. uh, Sucker Punch Training, Rocket Man, and Spoken Word. And yes, you heard me right, Rocket Man. It is an Elton John cover. Yep. <laughs> we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. But before we get into that, uh, Jeff, you've been listening to anything really cool this week? Oh, yeah. Um, we're going to do, do this thing where we uh, talk about what we've been jamming, what we've been listening to. I will say that I did listen to some of the new Childish Gambino record. and I st- Oh, uh, same here. And I stopped listening to it because it was increasing my anxiety. It's, it's a lot. <laughs> that record is a lot. That's what I will say that. Uh, it's not bad. It's just not for me right now at this time in my life. I think for me, a lot of Childish Gambino records actually... Except for the that first LP, the actual LP he put out, Camp, um, it takes me a listen or two mm-hmm. to enjoy the record. Like that first listen, I almost never like it, and I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just because each record since then has been a pretty uh, dramatic stylistic change, right? Um, with 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 Camp, it was a it was it sounded a lot like his old stuff, and then with because of the internet, he started increasing his production value, and it got a little weirder. And then uh, with Awaken My Love, it went to a just a funk record yeah and this is like not any of that it's mm-hmm. not a rap record it's not a funk record it's it's more like a i don't i don't even know how to describe it for me it's like an art project like it's it's weird <laughs> yeah uh, but, um, but I'm, I, haven't probably, listen, I haven't listened to all of it because like i said i was like mm, this is making me feel weird yeah I, I mean i definitely listened to it all all the way through once and i i did enjoy it but it's gonna 
<sighs> hopefully it will grow on me more right now i'm just like it's okay but i have been listening to uh this band called corrupt vision uh which we're friends with the singer for corrupt vision tommy uh he's the guy that runs no time records that put out one of our uh tapes yeah and, based out uh, of california us being machinist the band yeah the band that jeremy and i are in um, but I've been listening to that record. Uh, they put out the split with a band called Sibinac, which is cannabis backwards. Uh, <gasps> <laughs> but, uh, I haven't listened to their My side. Lord. I've, yeah, I've just been listening to corrupt vision side and it's cool. Uh, it's, it's, it's like, uh, gross power violence, grindy kind of stuff, but also some tasteful ska riffs. Well, you know, Scott is is officially back. Yeah. Uh, Twenty nineteen was the year Scott came back in a super and hard way. Look so. where it got us. And here we are. <laughs> uh, I've been I've been God, I cannot stop listening to this uh, new split that our friends and Lost Nubes and Palomino Blonde put out. Yep. It is probably my favorite record of the year right now. It's fucking incredible. Both. Both bands just knock it out of the park in terms of songwriting, production. It, they're catchy and heavy at the same time. Lost Nubes is is super. I don't know. There's just something about them that I, I can't get enough of it. And uh, I, b- besides listening to this stuff that we're listening to for the podcast, that Childish Gambina record, it's mostly been the Palomino Blonde split with yeah. Lost Nubes. It's amazing. Please listen to it if you get a chance. It's on Spotify and all that stuff. Yeah, I will. All right, nice. so boy right. sets fire. Yeah, let's get into it. I will be honest out of the gate. I have never listened to anything from this band ever. Have you heard of them at least? Well, the, all those band names kind of melt together for me. Like we said uh, when we we're introing what we we're going to do on this episode on the last episode, like boy sets fire, Alexis on fire. Yeah, uh, right. I set my friends on fire, smoke and fire, 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 fire. Fire, fire, fire. Firefest. Yep. Boys at Boys <laughs> sets Firefest. The boys boys set fire caused Firefest. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The boy is Ja Rule. <laughs> uh, sorry. Well, I have at least All heard right. uh heard the band before. They um they so basically they, they actually broke up in like two thousand and seven mm-hmm. after being a band for I don't know, a decade or so. Um and but I mean, and they reunited in 2010, mm-hmm. and that's when I heard of them. Right. I didn't hear them before they, but like people were making such a big deal of the, uh, the them reuniting that I decided to check them out. Right. And they put out uh, a couple of records on Bridge Nine Records, which uh, is a great hardcore hardcore label. I'm sure if you know Deathwish, you I know th- Bridge Nine. I, I think they're still technically on Bridge Nine currently. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, um. Actually, when I was doing my research, I think they they are still on Bridge Nine, but they're kind of putting the project back on hold while pursuing other things. They're mm. not broken up again. They're just a sort of self-imposed hiatus. Gotcha. But uh, let's go back in time. This is the second Death Wish released, uh, Death Wish release, which was released on November 20th in 2001. So I've officially become 11 years old. At this at point. This point. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes, at this point, you have... Entered your tween years. Here I am. Uh, but <laughs> I will say um, this first song, well, this EP, or this single, I should say, is, is a very interesting one in the fact that, like, it's got one song that I would classify as a fairly traditional Boy Sets Fire song, and that's going to be Sucker Punch Training. Mm-hmm. It's it's 
uh, melodic, but it's also heavy and, you know, it's upbeat. I don't know. It, it right like, for me, post hardcore sound. I, all right. I'm going to, I don't know if this is a hot take. Those, uh, I don't know if it's the chorus or verse, whichever the, the melodic part. Yeah. That shit sounds like tool. <laughs> I don't I haven't listened to enough tool to really make that comparison, but it sounds like a band that listened to a lot of tool. Well, shit. I like mean, his, when, his vocals sound like the guy from tool. I mean, uh, I know tool's been around <laughs> forever, but like, were they like super popular at this point in yeah. 2001? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I Again, I'm not a yeah, huge man. tool fan. So but, but yeah, it, it, I, like this song, when it started playing, I was like, OK, half the song, this song goes back and forth between like. Uh, like a rock band that likes Tool and like pretty much straight up like kind of like hardcore riffs. Yeah, like post-hardcore, like yeah. heaviness. Yeah. Right. It, yeah, and it's... Now that you say that, I really... I, I kind of go listen to some Tool just because like I couldn't quite place what the singing reminded me of. And it it is definitely different. And I, I mean, I think it sounds cool. Yeah, it's not uh, bad. It's definitely different, and it, it. I, I think it. We had discussed. I think it was either in episode zero, or I mean, it had to be in one of the last two episodes. But we had discussed how can how um Deathwish releases stuff that's kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. They don't really stick. I mean, they they do a lot of heavy releases, but it's it's heavy stuff that's interesting. This is super far from their first release, also. Absolutely, which this is, is like you know Converge and Hellchild split, like which is like converge and a japanese metal band yeah this is post hardcore yes 2000 you know what i mean and and but like i was saying before this song is kind of is the only one that sounds like it on on this record so i didn't know that the that this uh that rocket man was a cover when i went into the listening of it i just thought it was a song called rocket man honestly same i i I, I didn't look up anything about the record before listening to it yeah same so like you know i got like 15 seconds into the song and i was like god damn it <laughs> it's a fucking elton john cover <laughs> no one needed this to i mean to be honest like i mean they i don't know which would have made i basically i was as soon as i realized it was an elton john cover i was wondering which direction it was going to go into uh-huh. whether it was going to stay a fairly straightforward cover yeah um or like they were going to just throw some breakdowns in uh-huh. like that that or a late 2010 or whatever like pop goes punk you know right, punk goes yeah, pop, whatever yeah. the crap yeah. but no they, they it's a just kind of a straight cover i mean there's no piano or anything but it, it, it's, it's a beat too like i think it's a little faster like it's like, yeah, a, but I mean, like a punk rock version kind of it doesn't sound like them no. really it, it's it's very distinct in its own way and I, my roommate was listening to, listening in on me and they go, is this a Elton John cover? And I was like, yeah, this is what we're talking about this week. <laughs> it was just making us both laugh, but not necessarily. It's, it's not a bad cover. It's just so strange. Yeah. Like, I mean, like it's fine, but why? Like why? I want to know like the story behind that, which I don't have that information. Like, I want to know like what, like where did they decide to cover Rocket Man by Elton yeah. John? <laughs> exactly. Like, were they all just super big fans? And they also, were just like, do they play that live? Probably not. I but, don't know. You know, like, at least at the time, they were probably playing it live. Maybe not yeah. anymore. You know, I don't yeah. know if they're like, 
again, I don't know a ton about this band, but are they known for the Rocket Man cover? And yeah, we're was just that, being, their, that was their thing. Like, <laughs> we're just we're just like, oh, I've never heard this before. It's crazy. Yeah, like are I we, don't know, Rubes. <laughs> but like I said, you know, I I I, I did enjoy it. Um, I probably will never listen to it again. Uh, oh, uh, actually, you will. Well, oh, <laughs> you're right. I totally will. We a little sneak preview. I mean, if you if you know the format of the show. Next episode, we're talking about the next release in Death Wish, and this song is on that release. <laughs> so I will I will listen to don't it. Don't you uh, worry. I don't, don't want to go into that too much, just yeah. because yeah, I don't yeah, want to. Yeah, yeah uh, take stuff from there, but. Yeah, I, well, besides for that next episode, I don't think I'll be listening to it again. I'm not a big covers person in general. But didn't you? Didn't you used to be? Didn't oh, you? Yes. Did, uh, yes. Didn't you used to be like you wanted to hear every cover of every song, like every band's cover of everything ever? Well, I don't know about that I, much. I, I but feel I, I feel like you had like a collection on your computer of covers. Okay, maybe I did, but. <laughs> <laughs> Not to, I, not to like put you on blast. I just no. I think I, I've just that, that's probably why I'm so burnt out on them. It's yeah. like in, in the same way that it takes something uh, special to like to perk me up as far as a live performance. It's like the covers got to really be something for me to enjoy it nowadays. Right. Uh, and this is, I mean, like I said, it's not bad. It's just not. I'll I'll never listen to it again on my own accord. It's no clean. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, by Depeche I, Mode. I I Co- have covered by Converge. I have gone back and listened to that cover because I find it so interesting, even though we've moved past it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, but then okay, so let's move on. We have only one more song on this single, and that's well, it's on not really, Spotify, it's, it's not really a song. <laughs> yeah, on Spotify, it's called Untitled. Uh, on the Wikipedia page, it's called Spoken Word. It, it I feel like it was like a hidden song because. Mm-hmm. On another release, it's not even on another page. It's not even mentioned. So I feel like maybe it was a hidden song. I feel like where I listened to it, it was called hidden. See, that's that's what I mean. Like it, it's like different names in a bunch of different places. Um, but it's essentially a spoken word track. It's got it's got some sort of yeah. So like here on my on on this Spotify that I'm that I listen to it on. Oh yeah. It's hidden. called, there. it's called hidden. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So again, I, it's I don't a, it, think it, this was a CD release. So like, yeah, it was probably yeah. like way at the end of another. Yeah. Like song. that whole thing where it's like six minutes of silence yes, to actually yes. hear it. Right. I, I really wish there was a way to do that nowadays, but no one's going <laughs> to listen to a 12 minute long song. Cause you can uh, see the length. You yeah, know what I mean? Just, like s- slide through it. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah, I mean, this is just a spoken word thing. This, this band, uh, as I did some research, I realized they're a fairly political right. like band. I, a lot of their lyrics deal with political stuff. And in fact, I think um, Sucker Punch Training deals with uh, police brutality in a right. way. I don't I don't I, I don't know. T- I can't really go into detail on that, but it's just like a lot of their stuff is political. Oh, for sure. So, it's a political band. So this is hyper political spoken word and right. talks, and it's it's almost it, just it, like a rant if i'm honest like oh i mean yeah absolutely i like it's you know i read that it was like a spoken word piece but i it sound it kind of just sounded like uh the singer is named nathan nathan gray I think. yeah nathan yeah like i feel like it was just like him talking and it was being recorded well you know, i mean like, you know that's um, which is fine yeah, I was gonna say what what defines spoken well, word. I don't know. I'm like, saying I'm saying I don't think it was a prepared piece. Oh, I true. Think, yeah, I he think could have he just was been... just. I think he was just talking. 
It's what it felt like. Right. Uh, but I, I don't know. If, I mean, I don't know. Um, but it, it's honestly a little, uh, it feels a little surreal because this is a 20 year old record and he's in literally these times, ta- he's literally talking about today. It, it could be out right now. Like yep. what, what he discusses about, uh, democracy and about healthcare and about like all this stuff. Uh, it just, yeah, I read, a, I read an interview with him where he talked about, uh, the interview is from, hold on, let me see what. Uh, the interviews from December of 2019 and he was like talking about those early records that they put out. Uh, and he was like, it sucks that people today are still connecting with these songs because all the stuff that I wanted to change in the world is kind of still the same. (laughs) Yeah. It's still there. I mean, Yeah. yeah, like I said, right now, you know, I, we, we're recording this. We're still in the quarantine yep. of COVID-19. So it's just like universal healthcare is a subject that is highly up in the, like debated right now. Absolutely. And, it, and it's insane. Um, but yeah, it, it, it definitely hit me in a way that I did not expect because mm-hmm. I, again, I read spoken word thing or I heard, you know, started hearing the spoken word stuff and I was like, oh, okay, this, but then it just hit yeah. with the same sort of, punch it probably was supposed to hit back then Mm -hmm. because back then uh i mean this was november 20 of 2001 yeah i mean this is like three months after september 11th oh yeah absolutely so so like you know like there's a lot of like hyper political shit happening at this time yeah Um, we were just getting started in the war on terror at that mm -hmm. point and it you know Yep. Which, you know, it was the most important thing in the world so all this other stuff was just being pushed by the wayside you know yep but yeah, I mean, I, I didn't dislike this record. I, um, I definitely think that the, the first song, the title track sucker punch training is, uh, it's kind of dated when you listen to it. Like it sounds like it sounds uh, on par with that time for me. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. No, it is a, it's an early two thousands post hardcore song. I mean, yes. it's just, I mean, and that's not a, I don't think that's a detriment. It's just a very much a time and place song. Right. Whereas like on the last record where like Thaw, like if somebody put out a song like Thaw today, I'd be like, oh yeah. yeah, Oh, on the Converge split. Yeah. On that Converge split. Like I'd be like, oh yeah, that's, that could be from today. It could could absolutely still like, yeah. Like if somebody, if I heard this song, I'd be like, fuck, this is a throwback. Yeah. You're trying to sound like 2000s post hardcore. Right. Which, you know, I mean. I, I guess everything comes in circles, so it's maybe true. this Absolutely. Will, this will come back around. Oh, it will. You know, <laughs> yep. Yeah, like Thrice is going to be seen as like the best band in the world. I mean, they're an amazing Ooh. band, but you know, you, you know, you know, what I'm saying like they're going to just be held up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I mean, honestly, with this band that you know they broke up in 2007 and reunited in 2010, it's the same deal. Like they're 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 hitting that nostalgic wave too. They're yep. they're celebrate they're celebrating 20 years as a band, 25 years as a band, or whatever. For sure. Um. But yeah, I mean, this band, at least back in the day and even now, like, you know, they release records on like Victory and Wind Up, yep. Equal Vision, Hydrahead, Bridge Nine, all that stuff. Was it, like, wasn't Wind Up, isn't that the, isn't that the record label that like, um, isn't that the record label Nickelback started out on? I feel like oh, Wind <laughs> Up, I feel like Wind Up is like a, I feel like it's like a sub label. I don't know. I'm just talking out of my ass. 
I thought well, it, I, I felt like it was like a sub label of Roadrunner or something. They were definitely uh, distributed by major labels because it was a big deal when this band signed to them. Gotcha. I don't know if they were owned by anybody, but gotcha. uh, they, they could have possibly been. I could just be making that up. Don't yell at me. I'm not going to fucking read <laughs> anything you guys send us. I will never read it. So um, fuck, fuck but, me up. Fuck Jeremy up for me. I don't, I'm, I'm never going to read realize, it. I did realize the reason I had uh, listened to this band uh, recently, uh, before we even talked about this podcast last year, sometime I picked up there. They have a, they put out a couple splits with a couple high, high, uh, profile, high profile bands like shy Halud mm -hmm. and Snapcase. But I own their seven inch split with uh, coalesce. Yeah. Coalesce, uh, which that's I, right. I think it's super good, but like maybe most precious blood. I think they might've done that too. I don't know. I was reading. I'm not, yeah. I'm not sure. But I do, I do, I did put a little thing out on my Twitter uh, before we started recording this just because I was interested in if anybody was like, obviously this band has fans, but it's like, I don't really hear them talked about in our circles, mm -mm. Um, you know, so like, but like all those other bands I just listed, Shy Halud, Snapcase, Coalesce, I do hear talked about, right. and this band was putting out splits with them, so it's it's weird to me that no yeah. one I know really listens to them. Yeah, they did a lot of touring with Snapcase, too. Uh, I think, yeah, I think yeah, that, yeah. I think that might be how the split came about, uh, or, either, or, or vice versa. Um, they might have put the split out and then wanted to tour together, but I don't know. But uh, but yeah, uh, have, you, have you looked at the art for this record, the album I did. Art? Well, right, so what's there's your, actually, what's your okay? What go ahead? Hold on. I was gonna say I need to pull it up because uh, there was alternative album art. Oh, um, for the seven inch. So I want to make sure that we're looking at the same art. Um, let me pull it up real quick. So that is the art that is the official single release art, but the seven inch that got pressed later has different artwork com completely that I I can't seem to find right now, but. Yeah, I'm looking at it, and it is is definitely a political it, uh, leaning right. piece. Yeah, so here's my take. It looks like a modern warfare game cover. I, I mean, yeah, honestly. <laughs> like an like early, it's got the, got an, early modern warfare game, like an Xbox era it's got the 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 orange and blue mm -hmm. like it, it's very it's got the guy in the in the mask it's just a random city like yeah, replace replace boy sets fire with modern warfare same <laughs> same font yeah you're not wrong um <laughs> i was actually looking up some stuff and the uh people who did the artwork design is this uh i guess it's a company called atomic id and they actually did some stuff for like the hope conspiracy and ramallah as well That's um cool. I look, so I looked up their stuff. It all kind of, and not all looks like this, but it's it's this definitely in the same. This definitely is the same style. Gotcha. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, but and, and I guess uh, speaking of kind of production credits, I did look up who recorded this album because now I'm just interested to know a bunch about right. the stuff that we're that we're looking up. And it was recorded by Nick Rotundo, and I never had heard that name, but he just. I mean, honestly, he kind of just recorded a bunch of Boy Set Fire stuff. Oh, uh, so I guess, yeah. Is, it was is like, he is he in the band? I don't know oh i guess i could have looked that up but um i, I <laughs> didn't think i did not think to see if he was in the band or not but he definitely recorded a bunch of boy sets fire stuff and some other smaller bands but no other bands that i had ever really heard of but i like the idea that they they got a producer that they liked and they just and like maybe, stuck with him and they just stuck with them yeah i mean like it's kind of like uh i mean our band for example we record with lee dice in valdosta georgia at earth sound uh -huh. and it's like we just you you had that connection and you like the way you sound with his production style and you don't really want to go anywhere else nick rotundo um, is not in the band and was okay, not well, in the band 
Well, then my point stands stronger is just yes. like they found someone they like to work with and they worked with them for at least a couple of releases, mm-hmm. which I think is a really cool thing. Yep. So, um, I mean, that pretty much wraps up this the this this record. I mean, it's three songs. Yeah. There's not a lot that you can say past what we've already said. Uh, but we are uh, talking about Death Wish Records releases. And so I feel like we would be amiss to not mention Death Wish news as it comes out. When you guys hear this, this will already be news that's out there and you'll have already heard this. But we're, it came out today, the yeah, day that it, we're recording. It, it, yes. Uh, so we're going to talk about it. Uh, Jacob Bannon, the singer for Converge, has launched a new band with members of the Red Chord and ex-members of Job for a Cowboy. Yeah, that that's the one that got me. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the band is called uh, Umbra Vitae, I believe I'm saying it correctly. Uh, that's how I said uh, it, yeah. Umbra, Umbra Vitae. And, Umbra Vitae. And uh, the track is called Return to Zero. And it is a banger. It's real good. Yeah. I was super into it. I was like, I was not expecting, uh, I, I death, like, uh, <laughs> it's just hyper aggressive. Yeah, like yeah. It, 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 may, it, it has like a full of hell feel like yeah, full, it's, full it, of hail. It has a full, full of hail. It has a full of hell. Like just not like the sound, but like the just nonstop aggression. Yeah. It the oppressiveness starts. of the heaviness starts. The vocals are so just wild sounding. Uh, the 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 drums are just so just yep. constant and pounding. It it's, is metal. I really enjoyed it. Um, I was there is one hundred percent a job for a cowboy era guitar lead in it though, <laughs> where like everything drops out and it's just like. <laughs> okay back to fast aggressive yeah um i was really bummed out because i I wonder if this has to do with the state of the planet that we're in right now you can it basically it's only coming out digitally for now yeah they're not putting it on cd not because this is a this was like a single for a upcoming full record uh Mm -hmm. that is coming out later but they're like yeah digitally out on april whatever uh but vinyl cd and tapes later and it's like the Death Wish never does that. Yeah, they the, always have that right, right to go. Yeah, the record's coming out May first, but uh, I mean, from my understanding, like a lot of pressing plants are backed up um, because of what's happening with COVID nineteen. Like people, that, and that's you know, like people look they they aren't able to work. So, and that's and that's what I mean is like not not that the. <laughs> You could read it as it's like, oh, he's not confident in the band. And I don't think that's it at all. I don't think so either. Like, I don't think like he does not sign bands, even if it's his own band. He does not work with bands that he does not want to push 100 percent. Or, I, you know, I also I meant to say this in the last episode. Death Wish is not just Jacob Bannon. It is also Trey McCarthy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those are the two people who founded the label and still run the label. So it's definitely not just Jacob leading the train. He's just the... He's the one who's out there. Right. He's the one who's in the high profile band. He's very point, high profile artist. Point of, point of contact. Exactly. And so like with the general public. I, I realize that we I, we often say he when it should be they. they right. Uh but so like they they don't work with bands that they don't uh you know Believe support in. 100%. Exactly. So I was like it has to be it, it, and it this could quarantine be, stuff. It could be that but it could also be I mean these cats are mostly I mean I don't think the red cord is like super busy, but like, I mean, 
they could all just be super busy, you know? And like, they're like, yeah. we don't really want to push it right now. We're just doing the other stuff. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, cause like uh, last year, Death Wish put out one of uh, another of Jacob Bannon's side projects called Wear Your Wounds. Mm-hmm. And that band plays like one show a year. They don't right. really do much, but they still put out this super intense vinyl package. Um, so I just feel like it's got to be right. the, 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 the virus that's affecting everything. And so that's why it's like, we're going to put out the pre-orders when we get a better idea of when right. the records will show up. Which is amazing on their end because, uh, you know, a lot of bastards would just be like, hey, pre-order it now. Get it three years from now. Get it at some point. Yeah. Who knows when. Duke uh, I, <laughs> Yeah, I was definitely looking forward to Because I, I, I collect vinyl records and I was... Uh, looking forward to placing my order because I really enjoyed the song, but you know, I'll yeah. get it when it I'll get it when it comes out. Yeah, but it's a banger. You guys should listen to it. It's on. It's everywhere. You can get Metal Injection, Lamb Goat. Yeah, it's uh, on Spotify. Is where uh, I actually is, found is, it. Is, is there. Yeah, yeah. so it, it it's everywhere. It's killer. What? Well, I guess that about wraps up this episode. Yeah. Um, so you can find us on Twitter at Discography. By the way, I found that because Twitter you limits your username. It's not Discography Pod. It's just at Deathscography. Sick. You cannot do... I could not add the POD yeah. like I did everywhere oh, else. Oh, man. Youth of the yeah, nation. But, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Poor POD. Anyways, yeah. you can find us on Facebook at Deathscography Pod. You can email us at deskographypod at gmail.com. And you can find us on Instagram at Deskography Pod. As soon as these episodes start rolling out, we will be able to reply to anything you send us. Um, we're probably going to bank at least another episode here. Mm-hmm. So the next one you hear, we also will say the same stuff. We're not responding to anything yet because we don't have it yep. uh, really up yet. But you can find us on all that stuff. So please check it out and let us know what you think. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, then, what, and what are we looking at for next episode? Episode three. So next episode, uh, like we kind of subtly hinted at in the in earlier in the episode is going to be fight music one, <laughs> best, which is the best, best name. Best ever. name. Oh, it's so good. I didn't even know it existed. I mean, the internet barely know it ex- knows it exists, mm-hmm. but it is the third death wish release. And it is a compilation CD. I actually had to, uh, I put together a Spotify playlist of all the songs. Cause that's how hard it was that to find. you guys can follow and listen you to. Absolutely. Can we will be posting a link to it yeah. uh, when the episode comes out. But anyways, uh, that is what the next episode will be about. We'll be recording that sometime here soon. Yep, as always, you can find me on Instagram at Despite Jeff. You can find Jeremy everywhere as Iron Raygun. That's on Instagram, Twitter, all that crap. Yep. Uh, I don't know how to sign off. (laughs) Ba-da-da-da-da-da-da.